When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We're brawling this team. The guy yells over the glass. Go back to the NHL, Preston, you loser. Can't even say it with a straight face. It was a good beak when we'd roll into a bigger center. They'd say, go back to Winyard. Uh, go back to the NFL, where I was making more money and doing better. I'd like to. Thank you very much. <laughs> where I was flying on the charter with the uh, double-wide leather suits and the filet mignon. Yeah, working on it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, it sure is. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to a brand new week of the RP Show. It's episode number 835 of your favorite your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show, now airing in the evening. So it's not all about daytime, but boy, do we have a fantastic program lined up for you uh, in hour one from TSN Radio. That's actually hour two. TSN Radio Montreal. Mo Khan will be with us, and we'll talk all things Montreal sports. That's hour two, hour one, formerly of TSN Radio Winnipeg, now of the far more popular Winnipeg sports talk, Hustler Patterson, to talk about coming out of Labor Day weekend, going into Banjo Bowl weekend, to talk National Hockey League, the Jets making some moves. So Hustler's going to be with us later on in hour one. We welcome to the program the president and owner of the RP Show Corporation, the co-host Darren Moose DuPont. Yeah, uh, Moose, hair. welcome to the show. Great hair. Can I tell you why... Listen, it's a brand new week. We should all be excited. I'm a little annoyed why we start today, and I saved this. You and I talked this morning for about an hour, and I didn't even bring this up at all. Do you want to know why I'm a little annoyed as we set sail yeah. and get ready to talk sports for the next two hours? I'll tell you why. I'll get to how you spent your weekend in a moment. For me, uh, it was high school, Florida high school football, watching a lot of college football, but yard work, yard work here in South Florida. And can imagine this. Me cleaning up the yard over my shoulder here and picking up a bottle, a bottle, a clear plastic bottle that it looked like somebody had thrown into my backyard. And I'm looking at it and I'm going, clear plastic bottle, it kind of looks like laminate or maybe more so apple juice. And I'm like, when did they start putting apple juice in clear plastic bottles? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> and I told you that there's a FedEx, a FedEx office here over my shoulder, okay? So, uh, long-haul drivers not wanting to hit the washroom, ever peed in a bottle, Moose? Oh, and one of them no. decided to throw it over the fence into my backyard. I'm like, ew, ew, ew! And instead of getting angry, you know what I thought? That's probably karma. A, have you ever used a pee bottle, Moose? And B, that might be a rhetorical question if you don't want to answer it. <laughs> and B... Have you ever have you disposed of it properly 100% of the time? I think I got nailed by karma over the weekend. 
Yeah, probably. And I guess that means uh, I'm going to get nailed by karma one day too. So, you know, we've all been there on those long drives. And some, some people may say, how do you know it's a man? Well, think about it. So anyways, there, I got it off my chest and I'm over it. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? Please, thank you. It reminds me of the uh, g- the general manager of WQEE Radio in Atlanta who says, uh, "Hey, Rod, you're just entertaining." I can't imagine why people say that. <clears throat> Here we go. Point one. It may surprise you. We're starting with the Toronto Blue Jays. They combined solid pitching with clutch hitting Monday to sweep the Baltimore Orioles at Camden Yards at a doubleheader, and will be looking to make it three in a row against the Orioles this evening. Right-hander Mitch White will pitch for the Blue Jays Tuesday, while the Orioles will send righty Kyle Bradish to the hill. The Blue Jays have won five in a row, while the Orioles have lost three in a row. And meanwhile, Bo Bichette is getting hot at the right time. The 20-year-old from Orlando, Florida. Hit a career high, three home runs in the second game of that Monday doubleheader against Baltimore. He had six hits and seven RBIs during the two Toronto victories. He's hitting 400 over his last 15 games. And what do they say? He's the first player in Major League Baseball history to have three home runs and six hits in one day. Came over two games, but making history, man, again, Moose, that's why we love sports, because you never know what's going to happen on a day-to-day basis. Were you following what the Blue Jays were doing over Labor Day weekend? You couldn't st- you couldn't not follow what they were doing because my phone was blowing up with notifications and I had to tune into the yeah. game a little bit and I, I missed the home run but um, the one in the, I think it was the seventh inning but yeah what a day for Bo you know the Jays are rolling and getting some some good vibes rolling I think is the right time it, you know you have to play good early you got to play good in the spring and in the summer you do you have to pile up wins to put yourself in a position but you really need to start peaking in September. And in October, and the Jays seem to be at least on that trajectory. So this is a fun time of year. Yeah, overall, I'm as you get older, you're supposed to be better with patience, but you also have less patience because you don't. You're as Jerry Jones says, I don't have time to have a bad time. Can we just get to the playoffs already? Because I'm tired of the process. The Blue Jays are going to be in it. They're good enough. I think they can make it happen. And the Yankees are who we thought they were. And uh, for obvious reasons, for our Atlanta listeners, Max Fried allowed no hits in five scoreless innings. Marcelo Zuna homered, and the Atlanta Braves won their fifth in a row. 7-1 over the Miami Marlins in a rain-delayed game on Sunday. Moving on to point two, just a little college football. There was only one game on Monday, and it happened to be in Atlanta. I saw that it was on TSN 1. It was on ESPN down here. DJ Uagalele threw for one touchdown and ran for another, overcoming a sluggish start in the opener as number four Clemson pulled away for a 41-10 victory over Georgia Tech. The Yellow Jackets looking to improve on three straight, three-win seasons that have put Coach Jeff Collins on the hot seat. Kept it closer than expected much of the way, but it ended up around 41-10 for the Tigers. Who knew, Moose? Atlanta, the place to be. What was I saying in our morning meeting? Two big-time college games on the weekend. Georgia routing Oregon on Saturday. And then Monday night, Clemson comes in as the road team and wins in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And then coming up, NFL Week 1, Falcons. And um, they got the Saints in there. It's going to be a dub for the Dirty Birds. First, a note from our sponsor on this Tuesday, Ito Japan. From hand-rolled sushi to bento box meals made with their famous teriyaki sauce, Ito Japan's menu has something for everyone. Moving on to the Canadian Football League, which many of you have come here today to listen to. 
here on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and WQEE. We'll start in Calgary, point three. Reggie Bagleton caught a pair of touchdown passes from Jake Mayer to lead the Calgary Stampeders to a 26-18 Labor Day victory over the Edmonton Elks. In front of 30,479 fans at McMahon Stadium, Kadeem Carey had a rushing touchdown for the Stampeders, whom are now 7-4, and four, and they avenged a loss last year in the Labor Day Classic to this Edmonton Elks team. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Um, I watched more of the other, the Toronto-Hamilton game, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, the only thing here, Bet Regal had the Stamps favored by 12.5 going in. I don't think you said you were going to buy it. I didn't buy it, and we shouldn't have bought it. It was an eight-point win for Calgary, but we knew they were going to win. Huge crowd, flyover. Looked like a wonderful day for football in Calgary. Looked awesome. Looked really, really awesome. And, you know, I, the Edmonton Elks are showing us something. Like, Taylor Cornelius and the Elks kept this game close for a long time, and you thought... For a second, are they going to be able to upset the Calgary Stampeders in this game? But no, Jake Mayer seems to have solidified himself as the quarterback now moving forward for the Calgary Stampeders. At least, you know, he's got a longer leash now, I would think, after a couple of solid starts back-to-back and now getting a win. Um, Yeah, Calgary's rolling, but Edmonton's not as bad as we thought they were. You know that they're going to get better. It's just a case of when are they going to get better. Sprinkling in my stories. And I told you I was going to that high school football game in Fort Lauderdale. Um, Cardinal Bishop Chiefs taking on Calvary Christian. Um, I didn't tell you that what went down. I went to the restaurant ahead of time. That, that, I don't mind saying. Cafe Seville. This is all a bunch of Jones guys. Chris Jones guys. Okay? So I sat there before the game and I talked with Joey, who owns and runs the restaurant. And I told him that I was going to the Cardinal Gibbons game. Just He goes, well, Jones went there. Coach DeBuck had Jones there. And I said, oh, man. And what did Jones do? And he goes, well, he addressed the team beforehand. I said, that's what I'm afraid of they're going to ask me to do. But thankfully, they didn't. I didn't want to address the team. And thankfully, Coach DeBuck didn't ask me to address the team. Although I had a speech ready because I thought about it all afternoon, Moose. But you saw the photos from my social media. I was on the sidelines, a couple thousand people there. And uh, it was big fun. And they won. I think it was 34-0, I think, was the final. So, yeah. Uh, The Jones guys getting together, watching CFL ball. And we know that the Elks are going to get better under Jones. That's my point. That's where I started this story. But how long is it going to take? And Calgary continues to roll. We'll get back, I think, next segment, once we roll through the quick six, there are offshoots of our quick six. And that's the future of the Calgary Stampeders uh, quarterback position. It is NFL week one. We had a lot of things to get to, but here in the quick six, we're looking back at Labor Day weekend. So point four, in Hamilton, Brandon Banks scored two fourth quarter touchdowns to earn the Toronto Argonauts a 28-8 Labor Day victory over the Hamilton Tiger Cats on a misty Monday afternoon. Banks, in his first year with Toronto after playing eight seasons with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, capped a double reverse at 333 to effectively silence the Tim Horton sold-out crowd, a record crowd in Hamilton of 25,266. So, I don't know, how do you feel about this? For the benefit of the Argos fans and the Ticats fans that are watching today from Southern Ontario and all around the world, the fans of those teams, Darren, Speedy B scores the touchdowns, and he kind of stands there at the bench after eight seasons with Hamilton, he goes in as the visitor, and he just, he wasn't strutting. He wasn't really being cocky, but he was looking up at the crowd, kind of like, look at me. And uh, I put on Twitter, uh, clearly Speedy B made the right decision 
by leaving Hamilton for Toronto. And I got quite a bit of a reaction from people saying it wasn't Speedy B's decision. Hamilton wanted to move on from him. Blah, 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 blah. Well, either way, it's working out for Speedy B and not the three and nine Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, how, were you able to watch much of that game? Yeah. And if there is, if there was a game for Brandon Banks to play at his best, it was the game against Hamilton. It's Labor Day. That's the biggest game in the calendar. It's the biggest game for the fans, biggest game for the players, your rivalry game. And then you come up with an effort like that, two touchdowns. I think he had 80 yards receiving through the air. Um, And that one, you know, I think it was in the second half or fourth quarter, maybe when, you know, Toronto just has the interception. And on the very next play, McLeod Bethel Thompson goes into the end zone with a deep shot to Brandon Banks. He was in a great one-on-one battle, but he won the arm battle, fought for the football, came down with it, touchdown, and he stood there proud. And just like, yeah, you guys could have had this. You guys could have still had this in Hamilton. I like that story. I like it. I don't know what the inside is of what happened there. I thought he made a decision of moving on from Hamilton. Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, you name it. Now Brandon Banks. Relationships get stale. They get old. Look at me. And the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the Regina Pats. You know what? Every All good things come to an end. So what, whoever's decision it was for Brandon Banks to leave, judging by Speedy B's face the other night, he's happy. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy. I hope everybody's happy. But next segment, we're going to talk about those that aren't. Um, Arlen Bruce, the third CFL great, writes in. He says, the Tiger Cats head coach looks like he's ready for the season to be over. I predict the Argonauts versus blank in the Grey Cup. I think I said an all-blue Grey Cup in Sask this year. Toronto, Winnipeg. But we'll get to that. Mike Horgan's watching in Toronto, and he says, Hey, RP, wasn't that the same game on Destroying's Friday Night Lights video this weekend? Listen, I don't watch Destroying's YouTube channel. This is the former NCAA and Toronto Argonaut star punter who's more of a YouTube star than a football player. I don't watch any of what he does. I got to that stadium... An hour and a half before the game Friday, and I didn't see destroying. And I'm pretty sure if he was there, I'd have known. You know what I mean, Darren? There would have been a big entourage around destroying. So I don't think it's the same one. Maybe. Uh, Listen, high school ball in Florida and certain U.S. states is a really big deal. It's not to say that I saw everybody that was in attendance, but I think I would have known. Uh, moving on to point five, a 55-yard field goal by Mark Leggio lifted the Winnipeg Blue Bombers to a 2018 victory over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders Sunday afternoon at Mosaic Stadium in Regina. The field goal, the longest of Leggio's career, 55 yards, came at two minutes and 49 seconds left to go in the game and gave the Bombers their only lead of the game. The victory clinched Winnipeg a playoff spot 11-1, and Drop the Riders to 6-6. Six and six. I'll just point out it's John Frenzy's birthday today, the Hall of Fame Saskatchewan Rough Riders broadcaster. He's 85. I talked to him this morning. Looks like we lost Darren, and we got it. Oh, there it is. There we go. Thanks, guys. John Frenzy. I took that in the Boston Pizza South Regina Lounge. And, yes, I talked to him this morning. I think I'll save my Lynch imitation for next segment because I want to talk more about the game here. Other than to say happy birthday, John Frenzy. Thank you, Clark, for throwing that up. And he says, hi to everybody, John Frenzy. I'll get to his thoughts in a moment. But it's right now, it's yours and my time, Moose. Uh, Riders had the game in the palm of their hand. They blew it. 
If you read my 10 things column, which you can find at rodpeterson.com right now, I posted it on, on Monday, uh, a combination of brain farts, undisciplined play, cost the Saskatchewan Rough Riders the game, some questionable play calling. They should, have, they should have won the game. And I know that you you are our football tactician. You've got a minute to describe how Jason Moss blew the game. If that's indeed how you feel, the offensive coordinator of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. It's absolutely you know, how I feel. Um, you know, a couple of opportunities here. You look at the end of the first half, and the Riders had a big lead going into the half, um, but they squandered it. A couple of misplays, miscommunication, let a couple of players off the hook, big plays down the, down the sideline. and. Um, Winnipeg has a brand new outlook at halftime. Um, Riders should have buried him at the half. But I go back to the end of the game. Doesn't matter. You give up the field goal, the long one, and that's fine. But you're only down by two points. You're in field goal range. There's two minutes left. Frankie Hickson's running like a madman. He just ran for a first down. Now I know everybody in the stadium is expecting you to run the football. We're back to Pete Carroll and the, and the Seahawks. But still, worst case scenario, you, you run the ball. The clock's down to 40 seconds, maybe a minute, and you kick the field goal, you let your defense try and win you the game. Best case scenario, you get one first down, you win the football game. Run the football. There's no need to throw it in that situation. I know you're trying to be smart, and everybody's thinking run, but there's no need to throw the football in that situation. None. If you're going to throw it, you throw a little check down to the flat. You throw something to just try and get the ball outside of where everybody's in the box, but you don't throw it down the field. So that's our opening opinions on that, our opening three points. On the way next, NHL Metro, Metropolitan Division predictions for this upcoming NHL season, which begins in a few weeks. NFL Week 1 primer. And uh, our poll question, a, a whole lot more. So stick around. We're halfway through the quick six. On the way, Hustler Patterson of Winnipeg Sports Talk and Mocon from TSN Montreal. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. We're also live streaming on YouTube, and we're on WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Brand new week opens up on the RP Show, episode number 835 of your favorite sports and entertainment talk show. We want to remind you we're brought to you in part by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. We're really settling into our own, uh, Moose, as everybody knows. I would hope after 835 episodes that we would be. Um, And what I mean by that is we've covered the weekend Blue Jays. Touched on college football, went somewhat deep on the CFL games, and now I'm going to move on, and we'll come back on all of these with the viewers. But first, as I move along, for the hockey fans, where are the hockey fans at? I, I paused on Football Friday to not do an NHL divisional prediction because I saved it for football. But here on Tuesday, we have a lot of hockey viewers and hockey fans that are watching. They just can't wait for training camps to open in a couple of weeks. So my fourth and final division that I'm going to make my prediction on for this season. And it took a while. Honestly, I put some thought into this, Moose. I think you'd be proud of me. And I'm interested to get yours. But it is the NHL's Metropolitan Division prediction. Some say the toughest division in the National Hockey League. I think they're all tough. 
but many say this is the toughest. Here we go. Number one team in order of finish here in the Met division this year in the NHL is the New York Rangers. What a season they had under Gerard Gallant, went all the way to the conference final. New York Rangers, number one, they're only going to get better. What a difference a coaching change can make. Number two, the Washington Capitals. Uh, They're always right in it. They're right in it. The the chase by Ovi continues. They've got a Stanley Cup winning goaltender now there and Darcy Kemper. Washington Capitals will be number three. Number number two. The number three will be the Carolina Hurricanes. They got Max Pacioretty there. They got Brent Burns. They're making a run at it. Carolina, but they're just never quite good enough. I'm not quite sure why that is. They can't get over the hump, but they'll be in the playoffs. Carolina number three. Number four, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Every time I think of their team, I think of Jake Taylor in the movie Major League. One more year in the sun. The gang's back together, right? <laughs> Lemieux. And not Lemieux. Well, might as well dress Mario Lemieux. Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Christopher Latang. You want to talk about gray beards? It's the Pittsburgh Penguins. But until there's a reason to break them all up, they're not going to. And I think they're going to be in the playoffs. So there's your top four and the bottom four that are going to be missing the playoffs. The Columbus Blue Jackets. They've gotten better, obviously, with the addition of Johnny Gaudreau. Line A is there and comfortable now. Cole Sillinger's in year two. They've made some moves, but they're still not going to be good enough. It was not that long ago that they were in the playoffs. Corposalo and goal. But I don't see how they get ahead of these other four teams. Columbus will be better, but not good enough. Number three, New Jersey Devils have made some moves. They've shored up their crease, but they're still not going to be good enough to make the playoffs. The Philadelphia Flyers can't be worse. They can't be worse, I don't think. So they'll move up from 8th to 7th. And i got to be honest with you, I think the New York Islanders, Lou Lamorello or not, are going to be last place in the Metropolitan Division. they got a brand-new head coach in Lane Lambert. And that's not to say that Lane isn't a quality NHL coach. But they've made some questionable moves there. I still don't see where they're going to pick up the offense, that were what they were missing last year. They had the dreadful start waiting for their building to open. I don't think they got home until December, opened on the road with so many games. They were buried before U.S. Thanksgiving. And I don't think they're going to be any better this year. So to recap, one New York Rangers, two Washington Capitals, three Carolina Hurricanes, four Pittsburgh Penguins, and then out of the playoffs, Columbus, New Jersey, Philadelphia, New York Islanders. Any thoughts? Yeah, the only flip, and I'm not going to flip them exactly, but I don't have Washington as high on my list. I think Washington, you know, takes a step back and they're going to flirt with the playoffs. I think Columbus got a, is going to get a big enough boost from Johnny Gaudreau, you know, and I think it's going to help reignite Patrick Line if they can get some goaltending. I think Columbus is a team that could jump up and be the team. So if, if, if Washington goes down, I think, you know, Columbus is the team that's going to benefit the most. Um, Pittsburgh, I think, you know, should be a playoff team. And I'm with you. You don't break it up until that team has a bad year, misses the playoffs, um, shows some real regression. But, you know, they probably should have beat the Rangers last year, could have threatened to get back to a Stanley Cup. So they're still okay. But yeah, Washington for me, um, I'm a little down on Washington, but I'm higher on Columbus. We are uh, broadcasting on the Game Plus television network available across all 10 provinces in 31 U.S. states, including Florida. But we're also very big in Ohio in the three C's, Columbus, Cincinnati, Cleveland. I'm getting some mail from them, Moose, just so you know. And they want the NFL talk. So 
The NHL Metropolitan Division point was my 6A, 6B, and our final point today is out of Pittsburgh, where quarterback Mitchell Trubisky will be the starter on Sunday when the Pittsburgh Steelers begin the post. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ben Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger era at Cincinnati. After that? months of speculation, Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin placed Trubisky's name atop the depth chart on Monday afternoon, just hours after Trubisky's teammates selected him as one of Pittsburgh's five co-captains for the 2022 season. So out of all of the NFL news that's come out in the last 24 hours, Pittsburgh naming their starting quarterback, I think, is number one. Although they're making a very big deal on ESPN this morning about Tom Brady's pro- podcast dropping last night. Let's go. Um, Jim Gray not only hosts it, but now they've added Larry Fitzgerald to that podcast. And I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but I listen to Tom Brady's. And he's basically come out and just said, hey, he reiterated what he said last week. I'm 45. I got a lot of stuff going on in my life. It's the Buccaneers at the Dallas Cowboys in week one. So I guess now we'll bring in all of our viewers on all of our six topics that we've brought up here today. How geeked up are you for week one in the National Football League, the winners and the losers? Our poll question today, speaking of losers, for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, Capital has dealerships all across the prairies, plus Southern California. Who will finish last? in the NFL in 2022. We're seeing all the talk, Moose, and I don't mind getting into this discussion here now. Who's going to win each division? I don't see a whole lot of talk about who's going to be in contention for the number one overall draft choice and whom that might even be. It's a little early for that talk. We don't see a Trevor Lawrence out there necessarily right now. But based on a few things, the longest odds to win a Super Bowl are these three teams, the Houston Texans, Atlanta Falcons, or the Jacksonville Jaguars. Those are our three options in the poll. Which one of these three teams will finish dead last or other? If you think it'll be somebody else. We have a brand new intern starting today, Braden Wozniak, and I like the kid. I like him because he's not shy. Did you notice in our morning meeting today, he jumped in. He inserted his opinion in a few things. I was like, wait, you're the intern. It's your first day. This is interesting. Normally, I would tell them to pipe down until at least month two. But he said it should be the Chicago Bears. And we'll talk more about Braden in a moment. Um, But what a time for us to go to air in Atlanta on WQEE 99.1 FM. You're home for Southern sports and talk. What a year to start covering the Atlanta Falcons when they're in content. Even their general managers come out and said, yeah, we're going to take it on the chin this year. I literally think that's why they signed Marcus Mariota, because he thinks it'll give them no chance of winning. So I voted for Atlanta. 
Sorry, Atlanta. Falcons fans, I think they're going to be 32nd. Uh, you? I'll vote for Houston in this poll question. I'll vote for Houston. I think Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson together will be a little bit better in Jacksonville, and they won't be in the bottom. But I think the Texans might be. I do. I, I think, and it's because partly I like Mariota, and he's got some weapons. He's got a really good tight end in Atlanta. Um, I just... I just don't see any positives. I can pick some positives out of Jacksonville. I can find some things, some paths to victory for the Falcons, but I just can't with the Houston Texans. You know, I just can't. And for me, that's a problem. So um, I, I'll pick Houston. Uh, boy, time's flying on us here. Uh, Clark, producer Clark, who is a Falcons fan. I give him credit. He has stood up all along since we've known him and said he's a Falcons fan. We're talking about maybe making a road trip this NFL season to Atlanta, where we air on WQEE. Clark's going to come with me. We're going to tailgate, have a tent, hand out all the gear. Because your number one source for Falcons news and information is the Rod Peterson Show. We're not going to get into Tom Brady's marital situation. We're not going to get into it. I know the New York Post is. I know various bottom-feeding media outlets are. But that's not us. I'm going to cheer for Tom Brady except for this week when he visits America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, in week one. Um, There are people here that want to discuss, and I don't mind. I'm here for it. The CFL coming out of the Labor Day weekend. Here's my number one takeaway was the crowds. Um, I'm watching on ESPN+, and it made my heart sing. Um, And it's my commentary today on various radio stations across the province. It's awesome that the stadiums were full or nearly full in all the CFL markets that hosted games. Now, what are you going to do with it moving forward? Are they going to be full every weekend? Um, that's my thing as a professional coach that I am in another industry. That's great. Keep going. Okay? Don't put your feet up and say, we sold out Labor Day weekend. We sold out. Like when the president walks in or the owner, what have you guys done lately? Well, we sold out on the weekend. Yeah, how are ticket sales for the next game? Because these college games, they're going to be sold out. There's not going to be a ticket available all fall, nor really NFL. Can the CFL say the same thing? That was my biggest takeaway, Darren. Look great. Will it continue? Yeah, I hope it does. You know, you, you obviously hope that it does. <coughs> um, but the crowd, the crowds were great, and and that's what you want to see. Labor Day is a special weekend in the Canadian Football League. I know, you know, we talked about it. You went on Instagram um, on the weekend and a great, you know, Instagram live pregame show that we had on our on our Instagram page at uh, the Rod Peterson show. But, you know, I wish we had more coverage of it. I wish we had the hour long pregame shows and could really get the whole weekend going because it's so fantastic. And I just, you know, it was it was awesome to see the city was buzzing um, all across this country. So I hope those crowds continue as well. What Canadian sports is missing is hype. The games largely are on television and radio failing that, but there's not a lot of hype. That's what we can bring. And we'll cover that a little later on. Moose, I'll see you in hour two, all right? You bet. Here is your Tuesday sports update. A pair of Regina Rams and the Saskatchewan Huskies play caller have put the Canada West Conference on notice after impressive feats in week one. Saskatchewan's Mason Nias has earned the season's first nod as Offensive Player of the Week after wreaking havoc on Calgary in the Dinos' home opener, throwing five touchdowns. Mason's joined by Regina Rams' Anthony Bennett, 
Defensive Player of the Week and Ryder Varga as Special Teams Player of the Week after the duo played big roles in upsetting the Manitoba Bisons on the road. Meanwhile, the Canadian women's hockey team is once again on top of the world. Brianne Jenner scored twice to help Canada defend its title with a 2-1 win over the USA at the Women's World Hockey Championship in Denmark on Sunday. Michigan Wolverines coach Jim Harbaugh hopes players get a cut of the revenue generated by an expanded college football playoff. The plan to expand the CFP from four teams was approved Friday, and the new-look tournament will begin as soon as 2024, as late as 2026. The 11 university leaders who make up CFP's board of managers approved the original 12-team proposal in a unanimous vote. This sports update is a proud presentation of Edo Japan. From hand-rolled sushi to bento box meals made with their famous teriyaki sauce, Edo Japan's menu has something for everyone. I want to mention, too, if NASCAR's playoff opener at Darlington Raceway was any indication the postseason's going to be wild in NASCAR, Eric Jones became the first non-playoff driver to win NASCAR's opening playoff race. Several top seeds expected to compete, like Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Kevin Harvick, and Kyle Busch, were out of contention at the end. All right, Hustler joins us next. It's going to be raucous. We'll be right back. You're watching on Game Plus Television. YouTube Live in your home of Southern Sports and Talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Cracking the lid after Labor Day weekend. Welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. And let's not waste any more time. Let's move on to Winnipeg Sports Talk's Andrew Hustler-Patterson. i got to say, Hustler, next time, if you don't mind, when you have Milt Stiegel on, can you tell him to tune in to 99.1 FM in Atlanta? He'll be able to listen to the RP Show down there in uh, Peach Country. i got so much to get. Speaking of bombers and greats, we've dissected Saskatchewan's version of the 20-18 loss in the Labor Day Classic. What's the bombers' version of that huss where they did they feel lucky to win they earned it what's, what's the takeaway what what went down on the weekend ah you know what at this point with the bombers i don't think anyone attributes anything to luck they're uh, a hell of a football team they're very well coached they play with more poise than everyone else in the in the canadian football league and in games like yesterday we see how well coached and well disciplined teams um you know end up at the end of the game i mean that game, I know you guys were talking about, eminently winnable for Saskatchewan. I think there was a couple key plays in the second half that prevented that game from maybe getting a little bit out of hand. And obviously, Zach Caleros had the huge second quarter with the touchdowns to Nick Dembski and Dalton Schoen to get back in. But, Rod, when you kind of do the autopsy of that football game, um, the discipline of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders was frankly embarrassing. And it wasn't just the guys that had helmets on and shoulder pads, but uh, the penalty that Duke Williams took, and I know that didn't go over well with Fajardo or Dickinson, is as inexcusable as as any I've seen in a long time. And when you have guys that aren't even playing, that are handing over yardage and key points uh, key points in the game to a team like the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, it's not going to end well for you. Um, and obviously, Mark Leggio got the huge kick, which was massive for him. I mean, that really is the big story, I think, in Winnipeg. Um, you know, him after the disaster against Montreal that prevented the team from coming into this game undefeated, to have that moment, the longest kick of his career, 
in front of a sold out crowd in the Labor Day Classic was uh, was big. And, um, you know, once again, I'd like to say that this is uh, we've just had this conversation so many times. The Bombers find ways to win. And quite often their opponents do self-inflicted things to help the Bombers get to that point. So uh, hell of a football game. Really looking forward to the Banjo Bowl. But uh, I think Saskatchewan opened the door and the Bombers were more than happy to walk right through it for their 11th win of the season. Yeah, for those that don't know that are listening, Duke Williams, the former Buffalo Bill, uh, the game was tied 17-17 in the fourth quarter. He took a penalty on his team. Not He's not playing. He engaged with one of the Winnipeg players on the sideline and uh, got flagged for objectionable conduct, pretty much ended a drive, and just one of many toes the Riders shot off in the game. Before I move on to your Chiefs and Sam Gagne joining the Jets, is there any reason to believe the Winnipeg Blue Bombers won't represent the West Division in the Grey Cup November 20th in Saskatchewan? I mean, listen, it's not done. Um, I do think it'll be very, very difficult for anybody to come in and beat the Winnipeg Blue Bombers at IG Field in the cold outside in November. And obviously, I mean, BC was such a great story this year, Rod. Um, And Nathan Rourke, the loss of him, I think, significantly changes BC. I I will say this. Calgary's been so good for so long. And the Bombers have owned Calgary since Zach Caleros came here in late 2019. It's tough to beat a team three times in a year. It's really tough to beat a team four times in a year. And those games were very, very close. So uh, I certainly do not count out the Calgary Stampeders (laughs) if they can get there. Um, And as far as the BC Lions, I mean, we're going to see how Vernon Adams fits into this group. I mean, you know, with the with what they were able to do around the quarterback position with paying two Canadian salaries to two very young players. I mean, BC has an incredible amount of talent, um, but I do think that it is going, the team's going to look significantly different without Nathan Rourke, as we saw in the game against Saskatchewan. So uh, the Bombers are still to be the team to beat. I think they, anyone would be nuts if they counted out Calgary, considering how close the games were between those two teams this year. And uh, as I said, I think the jury's out as to how the BC Lions look in the second half of the season. But, man, they put up the eight wins in the, in the first half. So they put themselves in a very, very good position going into this final stretch. And the big question is, will Saskatchewan be a crossover team to me? And, you know, once they get there, can they maybe do what no one's done before, make it through the other division? And wouldn't that be something if they were coming, playing in the Grey Cup in Regina, but using the visitor's dressing room when whoever wins the West takes over the home squad? It's not looking good for Sask right now. we got three and a half minutes left. I'm hearing all over the place that the Kansas City Chiefs are closer to missing the playoffs this year than going <laughs> to an AFC championship game. I know! I know! It's I don't insane. understand it. Why are they, why are they, just because they lost Tyree Kill? Like, what's your outlook for the Chiefs here in 2022 as we are in week one of the NFL kickoff? Listen, I am bullish on the Chiefs. I think that this trade, while certainly on paper, you move or you take a player like Tyree Kill off, um, it complicates things. But I'll say this, you've got one of the most brilliant offensive minds in football in Andy Reid. And you've got one of, if not the alpha male at the quarterback position in the entire league. And listen, Patrick Mahomes is hearing all this garbage that people are saying about this. I really think that this is going to be a scorched earth revenge season for 15. And I'll say this, the Chiefs do have the toughest schedule in the National Football League by the numbers maybe ever. Um, But this team has won a lot of football games before. Mahomes has never even lost on the road in the division. So before people move on from Kansas City, 
let's not forget that this team should have been in the Super Bowl. And I think maybe it's more a reaction of how they kind of imploded in the second half of that game at Arrowhead last January. Um, I'm quite confident that this team will be a playoff team. They are, it's their division to lose until someone takes it from them. And, um, but I will say the NFL probably should have put the AFC West on a special pay-per-view package this year because that division is as stacked as we've ever seen before. And every one of those divisional games is going to be must-see TV. I appreciate the insight. I feel like the NFL analysts are gaslighting me, and that's telling me something that I believe to not be true. They are. And I think the Chiefs, <laughs> yeah, they are. The Chiefs are the leaders going in, but that's just fake news right now. And for the long-suffering Thrashers fans that are listening right now in WKEE, the home for Southern Sports and Talk, they're now the Winnipeg Jets. They signed Sam Gagne late last week. How much of a difference is that going to make? Well, you know, normally it wouldn't make a huge difference when you're signing a veteran player to a league minimum deal. But when you look at the Jets as presently constructed, they have not moved one of the defensemen off the blue line. They haven't gotten a lot of help out forward. Uh, And Sam Gagne is going to be a guy that I think is going to be able to help in a number of different ways, uh, Rod. First of all, I mean, he scored 13 goals last year, 31 points, played penalty killing. All of those things, um, you know, will help the Winnipeg Jets with where they're at forward-wise. He's also a right shot, which there are very few of in the Winnipeg Jets forward group. So I think he becomes a versatile guy that they can play up and down the lineup. And frankly, there's a few holes in that lineup that he can fill in. And then the other side, we won't relitigate last season or talk about their dressing room. But I think anyone that knows Sam Gagne uh, and what he's brought to teams in the past is that he's a hell of a teammate, a great guy in the locker room. And I think that's something that the Winnipeg Jets could use as well. But uh, make no mistake about it. Uh, he is going to be a guy that, um, albeit coming in on a low salary, is going to have the opportunity to help the Jets in a number of different ways. And if he can have a season like he did last year in Detroit, uh, I think he'll be a real nice addition to the Winnipeg Jets top 12. Well, this has just been a fantastic bundle of sports information. <laughs> Bombers, Chiefs, Jets. Hustler, tell folks where they can catch your show later on. Well, right after our rod is done, uh, head on over to YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, Winnipeg Sports Talk. We're live from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Central each and every day. You can subscribe, watch it later if you want. And uh, if you're a podcast listener, uh, you can catch all the audio a little later on every afternoon. Winnipeg Sports Talk as well, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Appreciate you, Haas. Thanks for the time. Have a great week, Rod. You too. Viewer Takeover coming up next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus television network. We're also live streaming on YouTube. And you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Here we go, back at it. And uh, this is always a fun segment. Viewer takeovers, we like to call it. And uh, this is where you have your say. So whatever you would like to discuss, it's on the docket. As a matter of fact, it's going to be that way for the next 40 minutes moving into hour two. But let's update the poll results here for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Capital with dealerships across the prairies and the state of California. Who will finish last in the NFL in 2022? How about this? It's like a four-way heat. 
leading the way with 28% of the vote. Sorry, you dirty birds. The Atlanta Falcons. 28% of you say Atlanta. 26% of you say the Jacksonville Jaguars. 23% of you say the Houston Texans. And 23% say other. And uh, some voting for Chicago, including our intern, Braden, our new intern. Today's his first day. And uh, Stace on Twitter says the New York Giants, which I could see. So you got 22 hours to vote on that poll. There are a lot of folks that want to talk about Canadian Football League Labor Day results. Some of them are Ryder fans. Metal Shingle Guy writes in regarding Saskatchewan's 20 to 18 home loss to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on Sunday. Metal Shingle Guy says, well, Rod, this is on the 902 text line. You see the number on the screen, 902-518-3033. I would say biggest issue with riders is coaching. Lack of discipline is at the head coach first. He's just way too much of a nice guy, and some of these boys don't respect him. Duke Williams is paid $250,000 a year to lead, not be a jack wagon. Did you get that term from me, Metal Shingle Guy? Because that's one of my favorite terms, you jack wagon. It's funny. Did you tap into my phone call this morning with John Frenzy, John Lynch, the Hall of Fame Rough Riders broadcaster who turns 85 today? He said, Duke Williams is stealing money. He's stealing money. He said 200000 a year. There he is. It's his birthday today, John Frenzy. The Don Cherry of football. Oh, people are ticked off. Oh, they're just disgusting. What Lynch had to say today. I'll do a little more of uh, those impressions coming back in hour two. Grant is watching on Game Plus Television in Kelowna, B.C. And he says, Cody had a good game, referring to the Rough Riders quarterback, Cody Fajardo. He says, still still terrible offensive coaching. You have a chance to run the ball, kick a field goal, but you throw an interception. They might have won by one. And then it's the angry emoji. The number is live 24-7. You can always write us 902-518-3033. I just can't always guarantee that we'll respond. Uh, But we will if you write during show hours, which is 10 a.m. to noon mountain. Noon to 2 Eastern every day. Um, our Navy friend Don writes in. He says, field goals, not touchdowns early in the game when the Rough Riders were marching certainly didn't help. I'm just surfing through our viewers here. Ted in Red Deer says, love, Hustler. And he's not talking about the magazine. He's talking about our last guest. He says, I hate the Chiefs, LOL. Not sure how that's possible. Hate is a strong word. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute of play. Ted and Red Deer says, I remember when one of the guests talked about a road trip with the Stampeders and things got a bit rowdy until Huff got on the plane and settled things down. Discipline starts at the top with the Rough Riders, O'Day Reynolds. Well, we all know that. We all know that. I just wonder who's allowed to say it. It starts at the top, and I think we can all see where this is going. Can't wait. (laughs) One thing Lynch and I talked about this morning. So we have our NHL Metropolitan Division uh, prediction to talk about next hour. Mo Khan's going to be joining us from TSN Montreal Radio to talk about a 
Montreal Canadiens outlook. He always loves talking football too. NFL, college, CFL, Canadian University. Stick around. Going to be a fun hour too after this break here on Game Plus and 99.1 of him. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.